You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Blair Primus and Amanda Fowler from the Ortho Carolina, which is an awesome group. And I'm sure you have seen their marketing around, but you know, who knew fixing bones and joints could be such an edgy, attention-getting business? But the folks over at Ortho Carolina want you to know that, one, their orthopedics are the best, and two, they do a lot more than that. Uh, their marketing team is not only amazing, they're one of the best in the town uh, in Charlotte, and specifically is, is probably why you've heard of them, their work, and obviously a lot of the work that they do with sports teams, with professional athletes. And But really what we want to dig into is the presence in the community. And I think they do a phenomenal job uh, of not only marketing their entire organization, but really putting the community first. So, you know, from the bottom line, if you go and pull up their website, you find not only just a list of doctors and services, but you find details about community events, charity work, the stories of recovery, detailed by patients who will inspire you. And two of those people responsible for all of that and really creating uh, what I would say is the brand is Blair and Amanda. And they are here to tell us about that. And we're so excited to hear about Ortho Carolina, but also how you guys do things differently, what's in the future, and then really what have you done to really support the community and what are the results of that? So thank you guys so much for joining yeah. us on the Brand Builders Podcast. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you, Blair. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. So let's start. Like, Tell us about Ortho Carolina. What is it? What is you all's mission? And what do you do day in and day out as a organization? Yeah, so... Um, uh, by definition, we are a multi-specialty orthopedics practice uh, headquartered in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but I like to tell people we're also a doctor's office because the reality is, you know, we're um, somewhere in the neighborhood, depending on the day you measure it and whatever tool you're using, we're one of the largest private orthopedic groups in the United States. And so we kind of feel like we have a responsibility to our local community, a regional community to be a little bit more than just a doctor's office. So we're super active in our community. Uh, we spend a lot of time giving back uh, in multiple ways, both from a physician time perspective as well from a financial perspective. Um, but for us specifically, for Amanda and I and the rest of our marketing team, uh, it's to uh, try to make the place that we live and work better for everyone else who lives and works here. Works here. And so when you think about like a company or a mission goal, I can tell you what our you know our company values are and all those kinds of things. And while they're important and they're critical, specific to marketing, our real goal is to make Charlotte cooler tomorrow than it was today. And if we can do that, I just don't know how that can be bad for our brand or our company. And so um, that's kind of what we're about. That's a little bit sort of like our true north or our north star when we think about how we navigate the marketing and public relations space. And I would even go one step further and talk about the culture of an organization and what it means for the community. Uh, that's kind of what we've been up to. We've been on that mission for nine and a half years now, so it's been pretty cool. Is that how old the company is or this initiative? No, no, yeah. So Ortho Carolina is 15, um, let me see here, January 2005. So 14, we're coming up on 15 years old. Now it is a, um, it has a much older pedigree. So it, it's the merger of several organizations, some of which go back to the 20s, the 1920s. Oh, wow. Yeah, Miller Orthopedic Group, um, M Miller Clinic and Charlotte Orthopedic Specialists, the Gall Institute. A lot of groups have come together over the years to form what is Ortho Carolina today. But uh, I am pretty proud of the brand that we've built in a relatively short period of time. Just 2005 is when Ortho started. And so I've been there 10 years. We really kind of ramped up our marketing and what, what it means to be a brand around 2009, though. 
And so that 10 year or so journey has been what you see, what you see there today. So it sounds like you have a really strong focus in Charlotte, but are your offices beyond Charlotte or is it just Charlotte based? Sure. If you kind of think of going up and down North Carolina as a T, that's a bit where our offices are. So all the way up to Morrisville, all the way down to even Rock Hill, South Carolina, going out towards Winston and then the Hickory Boone area. Got it. Yeah. So, so including physical therapy, 40, roughly 45 individual office locations. Wow. Yeah. Across the region. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, you know, 155 surgeons, almost 2000 full-time employees, um, you know, roughly around a million patients a year. A year? A year. So wow. a lot like of people I said, breaking bones. Like I said, it's you know, like I said, we're CrossFit all, is we're, in. What are you guys? We're like, also yeah, a doctor's little office. Little tripwires yeah. people's, people's offices. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Trust me, we don't I, have yeah. to do anything with scooters now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, I bet you love the scooter. Oh, my God, you guys Trust are. Me. That is unbelievable. We're, we're shocked. Lime hasn't approached us, like interested in a sponsorship. Because <laughs> it'd be tough Honestly. to say. It'd be tough to say no. <laughs> if you own a scooter company right now, we got one for you. Um, so I moved here in 2010. And you mentioned that you've been with the business for about 10 years, and there's been yeah. substantial growth. Uh, I grew up in Atlanta, but then coming to Charlotte and seeing where Charlotte was in 2010 to 2019, it's been pretty amazing. Mm. And when we recently uh, uh, sat down and had coffee and talked, you talked about how Ortho Carolina was going to change kind of their mission and really focus to be uh, involved in charities, involved in the community, but ultimately if it's good for Charlotte, it's good for Ortho Carolina, right? Exactly. And and you had a, a you talked a little bit about kind of getting maybe the senior leadership teams and everybody on board to understand, you know, why are we doing this 5K? Why are we doing this event in this part of the city? Why are we doing all of this volunteer work? And it wasn't just to say like, oh, well, we want to give back. Ultimately, your, your entire mission behind that was if we do good for Charlotte, more people move to Charlotte and more people that move to Charlotte, more people get hurt. And when more people get hurt, guess what? It's business, baby. Right. So I was. I would say more I, people have fun. There you go. They might get hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Possibly. That's better. Hey, we, we did an event with Social Media Charlotte. And I actually brought up that as an example. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's Blair's words. They were not mine. But it's amazing <laughs> because it, it, it's it, it's just cut right there. Like, well, it, this is what's going to happen. Well, and if we promote a city that's great, it's going to help our business. Yeah, so, and I would, and I'll go one step further and say, when you talk about it like that, you think about it holistically. You could actually ask the question, why doesn't every business have that as a goal, right? Shouldn't every organization, you know, if you, you know, folks that are, you know, like, all right, so it's easy to talk the talk, sometimes tough to walk the walk, right? And so we do that, and we're quite frankly proud of it. We even in some cases pound our chest about it because I think a lot of folks are like. Uh, Here's what we do for our community, check the box on corporate social responsibility, or we have a volunteer team, and that's great. And while all of it is terrific, and I know, you know, altruism is 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 certainly the benefit of a lot of that work, at the end of the day, how are you actually contributing to what your your community needs from an organization? So to your point around edgy, you know, when we started talking or the introduction, um, I really like that word because I think we think about our business really differently than quite frankly a lot of other organizations do. And our thinking and thought leadership, candidly, in this case, is coming out of the marketing department, which is also not all that common for organizations. And so the marketing department, in our case, is really the tip of the spear for what our brand represents in the community. And right, and that's all, quite frankly, that a brand is. A brand is only what people think of it. Perceive it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And so if that's our perception, then at the end of the day, I think we're winning, right? We're, we're doing the things that are right. We're going to be successful in the community. We're going to see... Others look at us and say, oh, you know, 
how do we do something more like Ortho Carolina does? Or when we engage with partners and we have conversations with them to say, it's cool, this is how you've always done it, but this is how we're gonna do it. And quite frankly, if you're not gonna do it that way, we're not gonna be partners. And so we're just gonna move on and go about our way. And so our success story, I would argue, is um, you know, 10 years of a track record. And Amanda, you mentioned, um, or, or you guys talk about partners and you talk about teaming up with the right partner and you guys are very strategic in that. You know, what are some of the people that you do partner with? Obviously, we know the Carolina Panthers. Um, and how does that process play out? You know, how do you guys choose who you partner with? Um, and, and I'd love to learn more about kind of the thought process because with Ortho Carolina, there's probably a lot of brands that would love to work with you, right? But at the same time, it's got to be a fit for y'all and it's got to be a fit for the company that wants to work. So what is that, that kind of process and how do you guys choose your partners and what are some of the, the partners that you guys do work with? Yeah, I think the way that Blair has really set the vision for our department makes it easy for us to be extremely creative. Because when, when our lens is all about making the community better, we could really partner with anyone that fits in that lens. So we can fit a lot of people into the mold that aren't your typical partner. So we're looking for folks who have big ideas about making Charlotte a better place. We're looking for people who are extremely creative, who are going to bring something new, something innovative to the community. Um, we love organizations that are working for the good. So we have a lot of these great nonprofit organizations, but we also have some folks that you might not typically think about. You guys had Garrett Tichy on from Huga. Uh, just last week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he's talking about this huge idea around co-working and creating a space for people, he wanted to do more for those folks and to create this uh, corporate wellness program. So he came to Ortho Carolina and we got on board there and we've been able to help them create a cor corporate wellness program for co-working, which I think is pretty darn innovative. Very that, innovative. Yeah, that's awesome. Probably unheard of, to be honest, in that space. Yeah, and it's um, interesting whether we ask this of ourselves or not, we oftentimes wind up pioneering ideas and concepts. Again, like I said, it's a, it's a fine line between, <laughs> between um, you know, uh, arrogance <laughs> and cockiness a bit. But quite frankly, we do a lot of things that have not been done before, and they spin off into other things. And it becomes these meetings where we sit down and our teams, you know, um, you know, uh, Amanda will vet things and think through things and we'll sit around as a team and our entire organization and we'll start to talk back and forth and before we get a few sentences in we kind of realize this probably isn't going to be a partner that we want to do something it's like you know a 45 second one minute sentiment starts to settle over the group and we're like okay this probably isn't going to be it this time maybe we come back in a year six months two years whatever the case may be um, we were talking earlier about sometimes you got to go on a lot of dates right before you figure it out it's going to work and so we embrace that theory and, um, and oftentimes we'll challenge an organization to say, you know, they'll come in with their proposal, they'll slide it across the desk and say, here's options A through C. And I'll kind of look at it and put it to the side and say, okay, let's talk about D, E, and F real quick, which are not on a document. Let's, here's what we're up to. Here's what we're about. And um, oftentimes that's how those things come to light. We're in the brand building business and we work with a lot of marketing agencies and marketing teams. And what we find a lot is upper executive level CFOs, CEOs don't always understand marketing. And so they don't always allocate the amount of funds needed mm. to invest properly mm. in the marketplace for mm. the proper marketing because there's not always a direct return. Right. Right. So in your organization, it seems like, man, you're driving, you're driving this thing. And it, mm. it seems from what you're saying that they're on board. 
And, and so I'd like to know a little bit about that and yeah. how you navigate through that. Is it yeah, a constant right. sell process right. to your team? It or is, is it? <laughs> yeah, so you're yeah, like, you're doing what? So 10 we're going, years of sales, baby. Right, we're going deep now. No, we're going deep now. Yeah, and, and you don't um, have to answer that no, question. No, 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 no. It's a great question, Scott. No, no, it's great. Um, so, yeah, I think the way I would generally uh, summarize that sentiment is we, uh, over the years, have been very successful at uh, convincing our leadership that marketing is an investment and not an expense. And I think with that as the overriding theory, it does become somewhat easier for, for two things, really. And I'm gonna start with, the, with autonomy as the first one. Uh, we are very fortunate, uh, Amanda and I both, to have co our colleagues in our department. Um, we have light touch from our senior leadership. Um, there's oversight, uh, but there's very light touch. And I think that it's because we have sold in the idea that marketing is an investment, and candidly, they're clinicians or ops subject matter experts, operations subject matter experts, and we're the marketing subject matter experts. So enable us and empower us, but quite frankly, get out of the way. Right. Right? And I think they bought into that. The second component is uh, where we've had some success, but not as much, is on the funding side. So we are part of a private company owned by doctors. Right. And so <laughs> the constant battle is to convince them why we need more funds that is not going into their pocket, right? right? With all due respect to them, phenomenal clinicians and surgeons, some of the best in the country, but this is not their area of expertise. So we do have to be incredibly creative when standing in front of them and quite frankly asking for money uh, because it isn't a one-to-one -one formula for them. It's like a one-to-86 formula. Like, well, that dollar could be for this, or how much does an x-ray machine cost? We could be putting that money into that. Or here's a new biologic you know, serum we could be using on patients with pain. Like, all that stuff is what rattles through their head. We're talking about, man, if I could just have $500 million for AdWords, it'd be super cool. You know, like, right. we get on the complete flip side, and they're like, what is AdWords? And all of a sudden, I'm in a rabbit hole of trying to explain why it matters to them. I'm like, stop. You don't need to know. Just give me the 500 <laughs> um, um, So I think we found some success. Um, but... What I think Amanda um, does brilliantly for our, our organization is she's one of the catalysts in how we turn the dollars that we do have, quite frankly, into a 10x return. Right. And so the biggest compliment we get as an organization is I feel like I see you guys everywhere. And in the back of my head, I think to myself, if you only knew the budget we actually had. Because I get folks that come to me that say like, oh, you must have seven, eight, nine figures. I'm like, get out of town. You, no. <laughs> you, you're you're way off on what you think we have, but I appreciate that you think that. Mm -hmm. well, so that's... content creation, excellence in distribution, and a lot of that is what Amanda does on our content team. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So tell us about that. That's a great story to to kind of segment into. A lot of the issue right now through social media marketing is where am I going to put my spend? Right? Is it all digital? Are we doing you know things in the promo space? Are we doing events? Are we giving back to communities? What are we doing from that perspective? And I think that's the conversation that corporations and small businesses, whatever, are having. Um, how do you guys take a budget? And what would be kind of some of your advice to maximize maybe a limited budget? to be able to really promote the brand in the right way. Because when you guys talk about somebody coming up and saying, oh man, you must have eight figs to throw around for right. marketing. You're sitting here like, dude, are you out of your your mind? Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't. But if we're people, not a health system. If I people mean, have yeah. that, we talk about, you know, perceived value, right? I right. want to be able to get a product to you that you don't have to spend a lot of money for, but they, the person that gets it is saying right. thank you and thinks, oh, this is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. That's what you guys have done with your marketing budget, yeah, right? So precisely. tell me what some of that advice would be and, and, and how did you even get to that point? 
Yeah, well, I mean, strategically, I mean, um, it's. I think it's just kind of baked into our strategy, and I and I, I tell people this: it's nothing. There's no secret sauce here. I mean, it's eminently copyable. Um, we have a relatively simple marketing strategy, right? Brand awareness, um, uh, content creation and distribution, and community integration. And I think if we can find partners that can do all the three things for us, all of those three things for us, uh, then we'll we'll be partners. And so ultimately what that nets out to in, in the grand scheme of things are content-focused partnerships, you know, community-focused partnerships. You know, I, I would consider the Carolina Panthers part of that brand plan. But quite frankly, so would I consider the Huga partnership or the things with Creative Mornings or the things we do with the Roaring Riot or the things we do with, you know, we have our own podcast network that we've started. You know, we're working through things like, um, you know, getting involved with CMS school system. We're trying to plan ways for us to think about how do we engage organizations in the community activities that face our community, social upward mobility? Let's challenge them to do more of that work and we'll sponsor that information or those programs. But the core of it really is centered on content and community. Um, and so I'll you know, let Amanda speak more on that because she drives most of our content creation, if not all of it. <laughs> and the hope is that we can create something that lasts longer than quite frankly, just the side of a bus or outdoor. I love both of those, and if I could afford more of them, I would do them. So to my, my buddies at Adams, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. But, but it's just how can we use those as support elements for our brand as opposed to the driving elements for our brand? And so we want to develop a relationship with somebody, I think, over the course of their time here. Because quite frankly, um, you know, if you boil it down, right, you're, there's roughly 100 and some odd thousand surgeries so if I had to go after only people that were hurt all of the time, we'd have to be magicians of marketing. To, or, or I'd have to have some sort of like, you know, omniscient presence or some sort of like ESP where I would know, oh, I got bad news for you, Brian. You're going to break your ankle tomorrow? So I'm going to go ahead and set up an appointment for you knowing that. But since we can't do that, how do we do it? We have to have a relationship with you all of the time, even when you're not hurt. And that is 95% of that is content. So tell us, we have, we have to yeah. learn about this content. Yeah. I mean, and you guys do a great job. Yesterday, I, I follow you on Instagram. I love what you guys have done from the content. I mean, yesterday you gave a Panthers fan a trip to London yes. to go to the game. Like, are you kidding me? We did. And yeah. like, that's so awesome. Like, that's not only engaging with the fan base. I know you guys do a lot of stuff with the Roaring Riot. You're sending someone across the pond to go see a team that plays a mile from us. That is an experience. That is something that not only the person that won, but the people that it, that it, that put the movies out there, the people that look at it, everybody's going to be like, that is so awesome. Mm. So how do you come up with the ideas? What's kind of your advice on content? Uh, and we'd love to, to kind of pick your brain on that. Yeah, I think for us, it's really about building trust and building a relationship because like Blair mentioned, we don't know when you're going to be hurt. But when you are hurt, we want you to think of us and already know that that's the choice that you're going to make. And relationships with a healthcare provider are very personal. So we do want to build that relationship and, and, and get to know people a little bit and be where they are in the community. So we do that a lot with these partners. So even though we're a small team and we might have a smaller budget than you would anticipate, our 75 partners multiply us 75 times every time we have something come out. So we work with them to create content and to really get integrated in the community, but we also work with them to share it. Um, so that's a big piece of, of our platform. And so what, we do a lot of, of 
I'd say we do a lot of marketing of the brands that we represent. Like our social media is a direct reflection of who we work with and the community that we work with, right? Like we're not over here trying to tell everybody how great we are. I would rather talk about how great Ortho Carolina is. And if we got an opportunity to do a, a, a t-shirt for an event, that post is not going to be about, look at the cool t-shirt we did for Ortho Carolina. It's going to be about the charity, the community, what is driving the actual mission at hand. Yes, the t-shirt will help support that brand, but ultimately what's the organization and how do we promote that? That's how we do all of our marketing. Yeah. Very it similar. seems to work. Yeah. Very like, well, I mean, we'd be it, very well aligned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, like, is that when you're going out there, like to us, I think it's just organic, right? Like when we, like, I, we don't have to like create content. Like we honestly, this podcast is an example. We have content that's created for us mm. and all that is driven by what we do and how we give back and what we're doing in the community. Mm. And so like, I'm just curious for you, is it seem like you guys have a lot of people that develop and almost like bring you the content per se, or the ideas just because social media is crazy. You know what I mean? Like mm. you have no idea. So I'm, I don't know. I'm just interested to, to like every week when you guys are developing these plans, what goes through your head to create the content for Ortho Carolina? Sure. We, we work with our providers a ton just because they're so knowledgeable and can offer so much information to the community. But the partners and the folks that we work with know how open we are to suggestions and to recommendations and to really integrate into who they are and what's important to them. So we do work a lot with them and take a lot of suggestions. And they're the folks who are in the community talking to our patients who are our patients. So when we can hear from them about what they want to know more about and how they want to get involved with us, it's also, frankly, more genuine. Mm. So it, it puts our brand in in a light that develops that genuine relationship. I keep talking about relationships, no, but I it. think truly that's what creates the content for us. And and when when it's re when it becomes really special are those moments where you know we'll all we'll all the email will go to all of us and. Amanda will wander down to, to where I am and is like, did you see that email? Oh my God, did you see they thought of that? Now it's flipped, right? Where they're actively sitting around their brainstorming table saying, what are we going to create in our partnership with Ortho that is rock star? And then when we see that, we're like, done. And candidly, unless it's out of, out of control, the funding becomes secondary. Mm -hmm. It's only that is such a great idea. We've got to figure out a way to get this funded. We've got to figure out a way to make it work in the plan because they've flipped from a you got to do stuff for us to here's how we're going to do stuff for you, leveraging their brand. And if it means more money for them, wonderful. Like that, now they're incentivized. They have a, quite frankly, responsibility to del deliver on that idea or that program or that process. But when those moments happen or when we really get excited, like we're like, you know, Amanda, oh, actually, this is working. Yeah, yeah, this is working. You know, this is going to be great. You know, we've, we've got something special going here. So I just think marketing in general has a really long runway, oh, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that's why it's an oversight for a lot of people because there's no direct return. And it may be two to three years before what you're doing is yes. actually coming back to you in, in this form that you're describing. Especially when you think about the generational changes that we're facing, right? Where, where a, a majority of the folks that um, are uh, in seats of power and leadership are a generation past where the modern marketing world has transitioned mm -hmm. to. So they want to see things like ads magazines and things and while they're great they actually go from being the primary source to now being this fifth sixth seventh thing you choose on a plan speaking out loud people feel free to disagree with me but um the reality is you know most of our if not half of our budget is spent in digital and online mm -hmm. and so from there where the other um ancillary um, uh, programs or partners come into play and that also is where that little bit of that, mis that miscommunication or that, or that lack of connectivity comes is, how, I can't see the thing 
I, I don't see myself in it. I don't see a logo on a piece of paper or a high glossy printout or a flyer or a poster. And I'm like, well, you won't because we don't, we're not in there, right. right? It's when somebody's searching, they want to find you. When somebody's Googling something, they want to do this. When somebody's answering a phone number, you know, cell phones, all, all, you, know, you know, the internet of things now. All I have to do is speak in my living room to see <laughs> when Ortho Carolina Urgent Care is open. I don't have to click or type a thing. You're never going to see the marketing we're doing to make our result come up there because in the background, that's where the work is. It isn't something you can hold up and look at. There is no shiny object for them to see. And so sometimes, oftentimes, your constituency that has to give you that funding we talked about earlier doesn't get that perspective. You become a little bit of a salesperson on, trust me, this is where the market is moving. These are where users are going to be. We need to be in that space. Have you seen a uh, like a morale change with Ortho in the last 10 years that you've come on? And, and I know we talked about the struggles of just getting the internal team to absorb these concepts. And not only that, but ultimately be excited, be behind them, right? Yeah. Um, what are you, because I feel like the Ortho brand, when I look at the logo, I don't personally, I don't think, oh, Ortho Carolina, like they do a bunch of surgeries and stuff, right? I think, oh, Ortho Carolina, they're involved in a bunch of stuff in the community. They do really cool things, right? But guess That's what? Right. If I did break my ankle, guess what would be the first thing on the top of my mind? Ortho Carolina. Yeah. Why? Because ultimately I'm a, a, attached to your brand for what you do good. I'm not attached to the brand because, oh, if I get hurt, that's what's going to happen. But guess what? You're top of mind. Yeah. And I stay in touch and I yeah. like it. <laughs> so like that's that's where I think marketing is changing. You guys, Blair, people talk about this all the time. When I bring up your name, it's like you're a rock star in Charlotte. It's like, <laughs> dude, that guy's genius, man. Marketing genius. And <laughs> I was um, only taller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me too, man. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. The, uh, but like you, it's, it's almost like you knew this was the direction that that corporations and, and, and people needed to go way before it, it's now the norm. I feel like now this conversation is more, it's happening more yeah, I agree. Uh, than in 2010. Mm -hmm. And, and I can only imagine the challenges that was, but like, tell me like, like it, it had to be tough, right. To get yeah. to this point to where you actually now have leadership going, well, I'm really glad we listened to Blair. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's a great, great observation. And I would agree with you that uh, I think more uh, organizations, companies, marketing departments, agencies, what have you, have started to transition to this idea that um, it's about relationships with your community and consumers first, then developing a marketing plan and things second. Um, now, that being said, um, I will say that, um, you know, life is interesting when things align in the universe, and, and I was fortunate to have that happen to me as well, too. I was working at a bank in 2008. Oh, bad time. Perfect. To work for banks. Um, and so I was let go from that role and stumbled across this opportunity with Ortho Carolina at a time when they were ramping up. Um, we had a visionary CEO at the time who understood that marketing was an investment and not an expense. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, we were given the freedom to create something on our own for a brand that at that time was just four years old. So I had all that kind of serendipity happening at once. Uh, and we were given enough, to your point, I agree with you, marketing is a long arc. And so we were able to kind of convince them that that was the case, and it's been a growth plan ever since. Um, now, in the last year and change, we've even done another ratchet up of that uh, around our culture and what it means to be proud to be Ortho Carolina. Um, and Amanda was heavily involved in that. A number of members of our team were. We actually have a culture department at Ortho Carolina now over the last year, director of organizational culture and, and engagement. And... Um, that all falls under one team. I mean, so our latest evolution of this is 
uh, our marketing department, our HR department, and our culture department are all one department now. And so that's, that's the ultimate talk the talk and walk the walk. We're right. saying that what we communicate externally should be exactly what we communicate internally. A employee or what we call a team member is identical to what we think about from how we communicate with the consumer. And I would go one step further and say, we've actually flipped it on its head where the goal here is to be an employer of a choice first and a care provider, well, employer of choice 1A, one and a care provider 1A. How about that? Yeah. yeah. No, that's perfect. It all has to line up. Yes. Like you can't be saying one thing over here and then I come in with a broken leg and it right. takes five hours for someone to walk out and see me because it's, it's all it. your brand. You got it. it. Your brand follows right. up with your productivity, mm. your service, and everything you're offering. My very, and, and I'll speak to this because, yeah. man, uh, my fiance, she walked a dog one day and came in crying, like crawling in the, in the house. And I was like, oh my God, the dog got away. It got hit oh. by a car. And mm. She was just bawling, crying. I was like, what is wrong? She was like, I think I broke my leg. And I was like, you did what? She, she literally just went to walk the dog, and she broke her leg. Oh, my God. And we went straight to uh, Ortho Carolina and Ballantyne uh, mm. emergency. And, yeah. and I'm telling you, we walked in the door, showed the insurance card, and within 10 minutes, we were seeing someone. That's awesome. And, yep, ran x-rays, sure, sure enough. Amazing. Bro broke her leg. Wow. And uh, the process was was very smooth and great. very good in a time of turmoil and pain. Right. It's great, right? to, so it's great like, to hear. I mean, it reinforced your brand. Yeah, and, it's awesome. And uh, it's that's awesome. A true story. And that's and that's all. <laughs> she'll hate, she'll well, help me saying, "I was like, you got to come up with a better reason." Yeah, why you <laughs> exactly. She was lifting a car off something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, so it's interesting, right? So two things there. One is um, when I ver my very first job uh, out of college, I worked for McCann Erickson in New York City, and um, McCann Erickson. I'm not sure if it's still their their motto, their slogan, their their tagline. It's truth well told. And I very much believed in that ethos, right? Yeah. Which is, if you're going to tell people something, it's got to be true what you're saying. Otherwise, quite frankly, what's the point in doing it? Fast forward a few years in my career, I was working for McDonald's. And uh, the chief marketing officer at the time had a belief, which was um, operational excellence and leadership marketing. And they go in that order. He always used to say that to the marketing department, which is, if you are operationally excellent, we can market anything and be a leader in it. Very true. But if we cannot do it, do not tell anybody about it. Right. And to me, those two things have always kind of rattled around in my brain when I think about marketing vision or strategy or whatever term you want to use. But really what it boils down to is what is, what is it and how are we going to behave as a department to role model what it means for our organization and for the community? And that's what I think has been exciting. Um, and over the last year with this change, um, and you know, you can talk a little bit maybe about huddles and some of the things we do, but we've taken the role of creating content as a singular function that is now both external and internal, and it's all done by Amanda. Brilliant. Um, yeah. It is. You know, it's uh, interesting. We work with a lot of HR and marketing teams from a small business all the way up into a multi-billion dollar organization. It is eye-opening how just completely separate both of those divisions are. And honestly, from a brand standpoint, we look at logos and we do things every single day. Mm. It's amazing what an HR team might be doing and what a marketing team might be doing. And I'm sitting here working with both of them both going, things. what in the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> and why does this department care mm. about the brand and they care about the PMS colors and they care about what it looks like. And this one 
will throw anything on right. anything. And Let's make it's our the logo same. yellow. Yeah, it's yeah, right. the yeah. same. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, we had pink shirts show up. It's not even, it's just pink day because the girl liked pink. Yeah. And you're like, what are we doing? So anyways, it, I, I commend you guys for doing that because I think you have to do it internally, especially as a bigger company, that you, if your team's on board, then guess what? They're your best marketers, mm-hmm. right? The ones that love what you're doing. And to be honest, if I'm working for an organization and all they're trying to do is market outside and they're not necessarily trying to market me and keep me happy and keep me where I'm at, then I'm leaving mm-hmm. because somebody's going to. Yeah, so good time. for you guys. I mean, yeah. I think that's, that might be the future of really trying to keep things on top, right? Cause like, it's just, it's amazing. Like HR, like, oh, HR does that. Right. Like you, y'all are on the same team here, we're right? Like we're on the same team. Um, so as we, as we start to wrap this up, I do want you guys to jump into, you guys do a ton of work in nonprofit space with Isabel Santos Foundation, with the Roaring Riot and, and what they give back as well. Uh, but you guys have created your own Ortho Carolina Foundation. Uh, and I'd yeah. love to learn a little bit about what that foundation is, what it stands for, uh, and, and, and really kind of where that foundation was created. But what, ultimately, what does that drive in our community? Yeah, sure. So um, there's a, a hip and knee surgeon, uh, excellent, uh, world-renowned hip and knee surgeon. His name is Tom Faring. Uh, and about seven or eight years ago, he kind of had this idea. So let me back up. We have a dedicated 501c3 for research. It's called the Ortho Carolina Research Institute. It's a standalone organization, but quite frankly, we share the same name. So it's pretty obvious right. who, who the principal investigators are and who the trials, FDA trials and outcome studies are for. But they are their own dedicated research organization. And he had the idea, you know, if we're going to be taking on the opportunity to be a community partner and we're going to be thinking about the role we play as an employer, we need to think not just about, quite frankly, the orthopedic side of the world on the research uh, piece, but what can we do that's community-facing? So we created an organization really through mostly his vision. I was just the guy that raised my hand in a meeting and said I would help, and now I am. Uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, seven, eight years later, we... um, uh, have wound up giving away almost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it is um, entirely funded by the physicians of Ortho Carolina. We receive no outside funding, so this is their money that they're giving back to the community. And essentially, it's an organization wrapped around the idea that uh, the more educated we can make our community about their health, the better decisions they'll make about their health. So we support groups. Uh, we have a four or five very specific. Um, orthopedic or I would say medically or health related based things. We do an orthopedic nursing certification. We house, fly in, train and teach international orthopedic surgeons, typically from countries that don't have a formal training program. We house them, teach them and do that for eight to 10 weeks and then we send them back to their countries uh, to learn. Um, We do an athletic training certification. Uh, We work with um, some other local groups in in that vein. Then we have a community healthcare and education bucket purposely generically named because we help with early childhood literacy. We help with STEAM or STEM educational programs. Uh, and typically that for most of our funding will, will land. We support a lot of train the trainer programs as well too. So um, we wanna do a, a video and show seven people, but those seven people are gonna show 40 people and we're like, okay, you know what? We'll fund the video and the training program, that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's been a nice way for our organization to have a charitable arm while at the same time keeping on in line from uh, what we talked about earlier, we're in the same wheelhouse as we are with the marketing world in that it's community-centric, community-driven. It's just done now through a, a charitable, a charitable uh, spin or, or, or lens on it. Uh, we're technically a, a, a donor-advised fund of the Foundation for the Carolinas, so we're not our own 501c3. We're borrowing theirs. 
um, they're our bank. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, uh, but it's been it's been awesome. Um, seven or like I said, I raised my hand one day and they made me co-director. So. Uh, there you go. So Dr. <laughs> Faring and I, eight Dr. years later, yeah. still raising your hand, still waiting to get paid for it too. Um, so Dr. Faring and I have been doing that now for, yeah, seven and a half, eight years. Good for you. Yeah, it's great. Very cool. So where's, uh, you know, before we close out, what's, what's next with Ortho Carolina? You guys have obviously built a brand that's recognizable, that one that people want to be a part of. You guys do great work in the community. You obviously do great work for, for the actual work with the doctors and surgeons and things like that. But What's next? What's the vision, and, and what can we be on the lookout for from from you guys uh, here in the future? Blow our minds. Yeah, Let's go. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're doing some really cool stuff. I mean, specifically in the marketing world, um, you know, we are doing some pretty uh, cool stuff. You know, I mentioned IoT and, and voice and things of that nature. We, um, another colleague of ours, Julie Campbell, in our marketing department, uh, was very smart to think about ways for us to get better aligned from a, um, quite frankly, consistency perspective across the internet. And so we've partnered with a couple of uh, groups to better align our Google listings, uh, how we integrate our schema and metadata into our search results. And so, you know, for a doctor's office, we, we have a pretty f um, sophisticated digital marketing component to our business, both on the paid side for pay-per-click and things of that nature. But really, our internet marketing services have become pretty, um, we do it all in-house, uh, have become pretty um, high-end for us on that side. We leverage a firm to help us with some of the you know, search and display, but all the SEO, all that building on the inside, all the development of our, you know, the, 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 the listings business that we're in, if you think about it, you know, 45 locations, there's 24,000 ways, something like that from the latest survey, 24,172 ways you can find a North Carolina location on the internet. Whoa. So we got to make sure that they're all aligned. And we now have a platform that does that. Wow. So their data should be seamless. What that leads to for us, which I think is one of our exciting things for the future is online scheduling. Uh, as I sit here today, the way to make an appointment in North Carolina is to either walk in uh, for at our urgent cares, like you were describing, or you have to call. Um, right now, you cannot schedule online, and that's for a couple of reasons, uh, one of which is that um, we, quite frankly, just have not had the infrastructure and or scheduling capacity to do, to do the work. But two, um, our business requires um, you to physically touch people. Um, and uh, sometimes we've got to allocate the time and the space for that to happen based on the diagnosis that they have. So to just give you a 20-minute slot by clicking a button on the internet, while simple for the user, quite frankly, doesn't deliver on the medical experience that may be required. That being said, we are now moving toward and have just started rolling out a test in our Winston-Salem market to do online scheduling. So when you tie together the work we've done to align our listings and be more relevant across the internet from a search perspective, including voice and IoT, and combine that with online scheduling, I think we could be big time come January 2020, where you could just simply make an appointment online and quite frankly, never interact with our brand at all. Wow. Through all the platforms that are not housed on NorthCarolina.com that we don't have control over, um, it doesn't mean, by all means, we're gonna continue to be rock stars in those spaces, but that's the big vision of the future is if I'm holding my phone and I'm on a Google map and that's the first thing that pops up because that's what Google will show you first and there's an appointment link there, we're going to send you right to our online scheduling appointment page and you're in. You've never really interacted with our brand, which reinforces why you need to be as relevant in your life as possible all of the time because mm -hmm. you may not necessarily get that touch point or you may not necessarily have a, a neighbor that mentions their experience. You've just got to be ready for them when they're there. Right. I mean, we talk about a lot, you know, 
I don't know what the number is. I, I hear so many different numbers. 100 new people move here every day. I hear 140, I hear 80, I hear 20, whatever. 140 new people. They don't know if we do orthodontics or orthopedics. <laughs> right. So we've got to be relevant in their lives in some way so that when they figure out that we do orthopedics, let's just be clear, orthopedics, not orthodontics, <laughs> that um, we can be there for them and hopefully they have the same kind of experience you had. Yeah, that's interesting. So I got a, uh, I got a question and this is, um, I don't even know if you've met him yet or not, but I just want to, want to ask your question. So we, we do a lot of work with the Panthers. You guys do a lot of work with the Panthers. Uh, David Tepper, new owner, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, has come in and I think a lot of people were really scared at the beginning. Is he going to move the team? This is going to be crazy. I think the complete opposite has happened. I feel that he has come in, has given back from the project that he did with classroom central mm-hmm. to donate all of those backpacks. So not only that, but really creating a vibe that it's almost like he's from here. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, this is my city and we're going to, and we're going to really promote it from a community standpoint. And I just am, I, I'm so excited to see what he does. So a couple questions. Hey, have you gotten to meet him? Um, and what are you, if you haven't, what do you think David Tepper is going to bring to the table being an $11 billion or worth $11 billion? And now, and he walks around uptown like he's, you know, yeah, just a worker a, on the crane. A, I mean, yeah, like getting a burger he's, and fries. Yeah, he's yeah. just a down to earth yeah. guy, but he he yeah. seems like he he really puts his money where his mouth is, and I feel yeah. like it's exactly what Charlotte needed from being that brand. So I'm so to, so to reinforce your belief in him, let me tell you, I have met him one time. It was drinking a Noda beer at the Roaring Riot tailgate. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> when I met him. Now I spoke to him for four seconds. Yeah, you know, shook right. his hand. I mean, you know, I'm I'm minuscule in his in his world. But um, that's the environment in which I met him. Right. I didn't meet him in a corporate office. I didn't meet him, you know, in some sort of structured thing. He was, you know, walking around with a jam session and, you know, talking to <laughs> Zach and, you know, you know, Josh at a Roaring Riot tailgate. That's how I met the guy. So to your point exactly, I think it's a, I mean, if there's something more than 180 from previous ownership, he's more than 180. Right. Now, that being said, I am thrilled. Not just being a Panther uh, fan, in being living in, in Charlotte in the region, but as North Carolina and our partnerships to see what he's doing in that space. And I'll go one step further, soccer. How he's thinking about what the future of soccer may mean for this community, I think is also really, really interesting. Whether it comes to reality or not that we get an MLS team in 2023 is almost besides the point. He's saying to himself, how do we become a soccer destination? Whether it's through these big giant games with the European teams that are coming in, my guess would be if he keeps beating the drum on this and we don't get it and some team folds or leaves, we'll be the next city that comes and gets it done. Between his investments in who he hires, you know, Tom Glick from Man City, to his dedication to bringing these games here, to having his sales staff. I mean, our Panther account executives now talk to us about soccer almost as much as they talk to us about the Panthers. And so it's a complete cultural shift, I think. In not, not working inside the organization, I would argue it is a different environment there. Uh, inside the organization. So um, for only having seen him holding the beer, I think it's we're in good shape. And that's longer than I've gotten so Love far. But that's, you know, I played college soccer and I grew up in the in the okay, 90s cool. and played when it wasn't a popular sport. Uh, right. And I grew up in Atlanta. I went and got a scholarship to play soccer at Georgia Southern. Nice. Absolutely loved all of that. I know you're an App State grad, so, so don't don't punch me over here. <laughs> um, but I never, um, first off, I never thought Atlanta would get an MLS team. Right. Oh, and, and, and they're and crushing. It's it. unbelievable. I mean, I am an five thousand. David Tepper, I'm an Atlanta United fan, so you are going to have to win me yeah. over and convert. But I have a 16 month old. 
I want my son to be able to experience professional soccer so bad, yeah. so bad to the point where I went to the city council meeting when uh, when Bruton's or when um, Marcus Smith, Marcus Smith yeah. was doing his proposal. That was kind of a I'm going to put my pinky in the water and tell you I'm excited, but I'm not doing a cannonball. Right. Tepper's like, here's eleven billion dollars. Do you want my money, MLS? And I think they will say yes. So I'm super excited about that. I think it's a, an opportunity that if you look at Atlanta from a cultural diversity standpoint to bring everyone together, Atlanta United is theirs, Yeah. right? right. You go to an Atlanta United game, it is the most diverse oh, yeah. environment you've ever been in. And there's 72,000 people standing and screaming. It literally will, well, it, I mean, it, it just, brings tears to my eyes. I'm yeah, so damn happy. Yeah, but if yeah. that, we can do that in Charlotte Absolutely. and you, the Latino, the Hispanic population, people that are European, girls, that is everything. girls can play. Yeah, Girls can play. They well, don't what, play football, but they can play soccer. Yeah, Panther. Look, go, go walk around Panthers games. You got people that are Steelers fans. You got all these, they won't have an MLS team when they're here. It right. will be the one thing that everybody will make their own. Yeah. And I'm super pumped about it. I mean, nah, I'm, me too. I, obviously you are a soccer yeah. guy. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> so no. we'll have to bring you up. We'll, we'll do a soccer podcast. Soccer about podcast. That? <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got well, it. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you so much, Amanda and Blair. We had a blast learning more about Ortho Carolina. Before we do let you go, what are some of the ways that they can get in touch with you? How would you like them to follow you on social media? Sure. We're at orthocarolina.com and orthocarolina on all of our social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, all the things. Love it. And they have an awesome Instagram. Definitely uh, check it out. And if you are the lucky guy who gets to go to London, good have for fun. you, buddy. Good for you, man. <laughs> it's cheer, his honeymoon. Cheer loud. Oh, it's, yeah, it's oh wow. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Okay. So yeah. now we – and now – I, maybe I didn't actually, you know what? I watched the video and I didn't have the uh, audio, audio on, on. And so I didn't hear that. Yeah. But it looks, that's fantastic. Yeah. What an awesome, well, good for you guys. And <laughs> again, thank you guys so much from, from me and Scott on behalf of the Dunstan group. Like we really appreciate an organization that thinks more about the community and what you can do first. And then obviously realize that that can build your brand. But, but honestly, thank you guys for what you do and who you partner with. Um, it, it's all, it's awesome. So yeah, so thank proud you for having you guys, us. Man. Love it. Awesome. Thank if you, you guys much. are listening, share, follow, like, do all of that. Uh, definitely follow Ortho Carolina, and uh, we look forward to uh, to the next episode. Blair and Amanda, thank you again. Thank you. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com. <laughs>